born in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America I stand proud and free Well, hello everyone and welcome and I hope that you all have had a very happy Independence Day. And let's remember in the future to call July 4th Independence Day because we do not say Merry December 25th and we don't say Happy November 29th and we don't say Happy January 1st. We give them names and July 4th is Happy Independence Day. And there's a reason that it was called that. We got our independence, or did we? Because when I read the Declaration of Independence and I take out the name King George and put in the name O'Biden, my gosh, everything fits. Isn't that amazing? And while we're talking about amazing things, one of the amazing things that happened last week was horrifying. And that was the law that was passed in Michigan. And I want to discuss that with somebody who's very knowledgeable and a pleasure to have on and a welcome guest to the show, Michael Cutler. Thank you so much for joining me on this post-celebration of Independence Day. And let Thank us remember. Thank you, Karen. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to join you. Uh, and, and we ought to consider some of the things that George Orwell had to say, which were really prescient, beginning with, um, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. What do you think of that? I think they're absolutely right, because every time I hear the talking heads lying and they lie constantly, I realize that those that tell the truth are going to wind up in jail, especially for not using the right pronoun. Give me a break. I don't wear a pronoun on my shirt that says, call me her. I don't do that. Why are we accepting this stupidity? And I even, if you go back and read the Declaration of Independence, it says that the king was forcing these irresponsible names and procedures on American people. And aren't we doing the same thing by accepting this ridiculous nonsense of transgender clownism when all they're really trying to do is snuff out women because women really control the family. As much as we want to have a dual relationship with the men and the women, it's usually rare because daddy is working. And it's, it is understandable that mom is the one that's there the majority of the time. That's okay. Because in a partnership, it doesn't matter. The kids know that whoever says whatever, the other partner is going to be in lockstep with them. And that's what a good partnership and marriage is all about. And if we allow this to continue, well, they have already destroyed the next generation, right, Mike? Well, Uh, Karen, but I I want to get, get something in here. I think the goal here is really the destruction of the next generation of Americans. It goes far beyond the obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll agree. Um, 
you know, you were a teacher. I was I minored in education. I took a degree in communications, arts and sciences. I called it my BA in BS. But really, communication is essential. And if you study any, and I was the PA president of my daughter's public school, and the emphasis traditionally has been on parental involvement in the education and raising of our children. Children who come from broken homes frequently don't do as well. I was a single parent for a number of years. My first wife tragically died when our son was uh, 22 months old. Um, he's got an incredibly successful career as an engineer, just got a major promotion. I, I like to keep my my kids out of um, you know what I do, but uh, two of my kids are engineers, which was my goal. Um, and so it's about involvement of the parents in the child's education and upbringing and so forth. And one of the things I tried to do as PA president was to get as many parents involved. When you take parents out of the equation, Two things happen. Number one, it gives the schools leverage over the children so it's easy to brainwash them and manipulate them. And then I think about other countries around the world, such as East Germany with the Stasi, who their secret police, who actually had children ratting out their parents because they drove a wedge between the kids and the parents. So this idea that children who are suddenly deciding that although they have male parts, want to identify as female, you would think that that situation should be immediately brought to the attention of parents, especially when you're dealing with somebody who's eight, nine, 10 years old. Certainly a child who misbehaves in school, normally the deal is that a note goes home to whom? To the parents. So suddenly, the effort by the lunatic left is to take the parent-child relationship and rip it apart. And we've got to be clear about language. You know, I'm a lifelong registered Democrat. And people say, how could you be? Well, it was the Republicans who started the insanity of open borders to provide not just cheap labor, but to cheapen labor by bringing in enough foreign workers that the wages and standards that third world workers accept as normal becomes the new normal for America, turning America into a third world country. But the problem is the Democrats who used to stand for the American worker are doing everything in their power to destroy jobs and wages for Americans using immigration and using uh, authoritarian tactics such as what you are describing. So please do not refer to Democrats as liberal. I was raised as a classic liberal, and that's how I raised my kids. Classic liberals celebrate the First Amendment. Classic liberals believe that the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, which are one and the same, are sacrosanct. Unless you're calling for violence or yelling fire in a crowded theater, to use the old example, Americans have an absolute, bulletproof, ironclad right to freely speak their minds without fear. Not under the Democrats. This is the cancel culture. They have become fascists. They have become authoritarians. And they're anything but progressive. They are regressive. They want to bring back segregation. And they want to take away the freedoms that how many soldiers gave their lives for or came home grievously wounded since the founding of our great nation 247 years ago? What do you think of my perspective? Mike, you are right on target. I used to be a liberal also because I believed in the First Amendment. And then I saw the change in the Democrat Party, and I could no longer support that. 
because they were looking for fascism. So you mean and you used to be a Democrat, but I, I used to be a Democrat. A yes, liberal. I did. I was. But you're still the classic liberal. My degree is exactly in liberal studies. So I learned all about this until I realized what they were actually doing, which was trying to get me to believe that I should give up my rights and let the government handle my rights. So let's let's go and beyond. That doesn't go, work for me. Let's go to George Orwell. And the question again. became, okay, so I'm being told not to believe in God. But if I don't believe in God, Mike, where do my rights come from? The government? I don't well, think so. No, but but I, I see so your point. But you, you know what? The freedom of religion, uh, freedom to practice as you wish or not practice, that's part of the First Amendment. But it goes beyond that. If you look at what Orwell said, again, a brilliant statement, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history and enter the 1619 Project, okay? Exactly. Exactly. Think about that. So because America had slaves in 1619 and afterwards, we can never as a nation redeem itself. What country did not have slaves in that era? I you can't, can't think at, of one. That's I've, right. So, yeah. so here, here's my point. That's you have to put things in context. Okay? You have no idea what slavery was all about. And that's, I mean, aside from it being horrific, I'm not even going there, but there was a reason for it. And although the reason does not say that it's okay to have slaves, there was still a reason for it. And communication was a large part of it. Lack of well, communication is horrific. But here's, here's my point, Karen. Um, to say that America, because it started out with slavery and accepted practices back then, which were consistent with world practices no longer today, right? To say, well, that's it. America's done. Let's forget about America. That would mean that every country on the planet needs to end and every relationship that America has with every other country must be terminated. We have been in conflicts with various countries. Think about Japan in the Second World War, right? Japan is now one of our closest allies. In fact, I work closely with the Japanese National Police. They awarded me a police medal for my assistance that I gave them uh, in, in securing the return of a woman involved with major narcotic smuggling from the United States to Tokyo. So you look at the history of all the other countries on the planet. Many of them had been at odds at one time or another with the United States, whether it was France, whether it was England, whether it was Germany, whether it was Italy. So to say that you can never redeem yourself as a country, well, that also means that nobody who ever gets arrested should ever be allowed out of prison because they can never redeem themselves either. Okay, Forget the notion of probation for people who've committed terrible crimes, serve their time in jail, and come out, hopefully, to live a better life and follow within the framework of law so that they can be productive and they no longer pose a threat to society. If you cannot accept the notion of redemption and that countries and people change and evolve over time, then civilization will evaporate. None of the nitwits that are doing this have any ability to comprehend any of these concepts. And what they also don't understand is that if you weaken America, uh, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. Waiting in the wings are Russia, China, and Iran. For those within the gay community who think that America is a terrible place, in Iran, gays are killed. They're thrown off of rooftops. 
Do you really want to weaken America so that we could lose our position of preeminence in the world and allow tyrannical, vicious governments to take America's place and then mete out <laughs> horrible uh, conditions for human beings? Think about China with the Uyghurs and the concentration camps in China. Is this the time you really want to weaken America? My mother gave me some very wise advice, as did my dad. And she said to me, Mike, you never throw out dirty water till you have clean water. You don't like America? That's fine. Let's work together to make it a better country. That's why the founding father said it, in order to form a more perfect union, the understanding that it was a work in progress. But to get rid of America at an era like this, that's taking down your shields, as they would say in Star Trek, while we're under attack. This is really an act of suicide against America and as an extension against Americans, uh, Karen. I couldn't agree more. And I also don't I'm, I'm trying to, in my mind, figure out how the woke uh, movement, you know, let's, how the woke movement what did they not read what was in the Quran? Because I just read an article that the people in the Muslims in Minnesota have gotten together with the Christians in Minnesota to get rid of the woke and, of course, the gay and all of the trans teaching in the schools. And when the people came together, the left said, oh, look at the right. They're now trying to incite the Muslims. Yes, it didn't well, work that way. But they always project, Karen. That's the tactic. Yes. They referred they referred to conservatives. And again, on many I, I and I, by the way, I hate labels on some issues. You might say I'm a conservative. You might say I'm a liberal. You might say, I'm, let's get away from labels. It's got to stop. We let's should be, be Americans. A, yes, that's the only label. Team America. We should all be Americans, every race, every religion, every ethnicity. We should be pulling together to make this country of ours the most secure and the most successful. By the way, corporate America is flying in the face of that by bringing in armies of foreign workers. This is leading to our technology going to China and other adversaries that want to replace America. This is nuts. It you know? certainly is, especially, and, and, Mike, when you read all of the products and the damage that the products are doing, and here we are funneling the products to China continually over and over and over again, and we well, get back we've, to the we've, we've, stuff. We've, left our, we've, we've left ourselves vulnerable because of corporate greed. Back in the 50s, the average CEO made roughly 50 times what the average worker on the production floor earned. Today, it's over 600 times, okay? This level of greed is unparalleled, and it is dangerous, and the method of change is immigration. Alan Greenspan, back in 2009, testified to Chuck Schumer and said that the solution to wage inequality where high-tech Americans are concerned, these are Americans with advanced degrees, programmers, engineers, scientists, and so forth. The solution to the fact that they're making far too much money, according to Greenspan, with all of his mansions scattered all over the place, is to make high-tech Americans compete with foreign workers. If we do that, we can get rid of a big chunk of their wage premium, as he called it, 
also referring to high-tech middle-class Americans as the privileged elite, and said that once you make Americans compete with farm workers and remove the shielding that protects them from foreign workers, we would greatly reduce inequality in wages between Americans with skills and those with lesser skills. That's why you keep hearing politicians saying, we need to modernize the immigration laws. Let me tell you what that's code for. There is a provision under Title VIII, United States Code, Section 1182. It's a very important section. It lays out who we're supposed to keep out. You read it and you understand it has nothing to do with race, religion, or ethnicity. It's aliens with dangerous communicable diseases. Think COVID. Think quarantine stations like Ellis Island. Aliens who are severely mentally ill. Aliens who are criminals, terrorists, spies, human rights violators, war criminals, fugitives from justice, human traffickers, drug smugglers, aliens who were previously deported, aliens who've committed fraud in applications for visas, and aliens who, if they work, would displace Americans and or drive down wages of American workers. How in the world could you be opposed to laws that at their foundation are designed to protect public health, public safety, national security, and Americans' jobs and wages? That's what the immigration laws are about. So by flooding America with all these workers, Look what we've done to the middle class. In fact, I wrote an article. I do a lot of writing for Front Page. I wrote this about a year ago. And what I said was that for the Democrats to succeed, Americans must fail. And the problem is that the Republicans are getting money from the same people that the Democrats are. Now, in fact, Bernie Sanders was on with Bill Maher and made that point. Since Citizens United, which meant that unlimited amounts of money could be pumped into political campaigns, both parties are getting campaign contributions, code for bribes, from the same people that want to tear down the borders of the United States of America so that the billionaires can get still more money. You know, you feel bad for the guy that robs a grocery store and steals a loaf of bread. You know that person is desperate and needs help. But you have billionaires who have so much money that the interest flowing in through their doors and windows would bury them, Right. Um, right. Still need more money, more mansions, more airplanes, more yachts. I compare them to malignancy. Cancer has an insatiable appetite for nutrients. It even very often tumors will secrete hormones to grow blood vessels so it can bathe in nutrients while it starves off the healthy tissue. Of course, the ultimate result is that the patient dies and the tumor dies with it. These bums have an insatiable appetite for wealth. And what they don't care about is the damage being done to America and Americans. And that's why we need to step up to the plate and we need to call out the politicians. And when they say things like we need to modernize the immigration laws, when they say things like we have to uh, bring in the workers that will do the jobs Americans won't do, these are all lies. This is all fabrication. There isn't a job an American won't do and do better than anybody for a living wage. That's what this is about. And so you get the big emphasis on, well, illegal immigration, bad, legal immigration is good. I would argue not necessarily good where legal is concerned if it lacks integrity and if it becomes a mechanism to displace American workers or where we're not properly screening people. In fact, Congressman Paul Gosar's chief of staff sent me an article about how we now have a record number of what are known as visa overstays. I call them visa violators. These are people who entered through ports of entry, such as international airports, and then disappeared. They call them visa overstays 
The bigger issue is their visa violators, because by violating their visas, they not only stay beyond the authorized period of admission if they're temporarily here, but they may be taking jobs that they should not be taking. They may be committing crimes. They may be using healthcare services and schools and other resources that should not be used by people who are not permanent residents of the United States, making things far more difficult for America. The final point the Bidens and, and the, the lunatic left are all about the environment. In fact, now Biden wants to control how much sunlight reaches the earth. You, you heard that right. I, yes, I saw that. I, this is I scary, just like a villain that. out of a James Bond movie, okay? And Bill Gates leading the charge once again. But here's the thing to understand. We have a severe water shortage. There was a hearing held by the Homeland Security Committee, and they were talking about how not only have more than 5 million aliens come through the southern border, but over a million across the northern border. By the way, we admit tens of millions of temporary visitors, and now the overstay rate last year was almost a, a million people. I, I think it might even be higher. Every person who is here needs 100 gallons of water per day. Let's say Biden is responsible for the admission, one way or the other, of 7 million aliens. What does that mean? Every single day, seven days a week, 700 million gallons of water are being consumed by people who should not be here. You want to talk about the environment? Why aren't we talking about that? How much electricity they require and healthcare and infrastructure. You know, I gave a speech in Washington a while back and I said that perhaps before anybody talks about any changes to immigration law, they should have to do an environmental impact study. How's that for a suggestion? I would think that would be a terrific idea. And blocking the sun has tremendous amounts of ramifications. First of all, are we forgetting that we need the sun to beat on the ocean so that it can cause evaporation? The clouds can fill up and we can get water. That I learned in the third grade. And unfortunately, our kids are not learning that. Evaporation is a huge part of the reason well, that we get rain. The, the so engine, how do you the, block the sun? But you see, but here's the thing. While they're screaming about carbon dioxide, the actual motor behind climate is what? The sun. We yep. don't control the sun and we shouldn't. The sun is cyclical. This planet Earth has gone through numerous ice ages and then thawed out long before human beings walked on the planet. And now in New York, yet another distraction to keep Hunter Biden off the front page. The pizzeria owners are now going to have to install costly carbon dioxide capture filters. Oh, jeez! So understand this. Do you know the cheapest carbon dioxide capture filter that you could come up with? It's called a tree. And meanwhile, <laughs> around the world, forests are being decimated. Around the world, vegetation is being wiped out. And in reality, if you had enough trees, if the earth gets a bit warmer, the trees will get their leaves a little bit sooner and hold on to them a little bit longer. And it will, again, put the earth back into balance. When you mow down trees at a level that's unparalleled in the history of this planet, then you destroy what used to be referred to as the lungs of the earth, the trees, the forests. So this is about controlling America. This is about making us energy dependent. This is about the destruction of the middle class. This is about controlling the masses by, this, by the very few who have this pathological need to be large and in charge at 
any cost. That's my perception of what we're dealing with. Final point, legalization of drugs. They, there was a study done, there's been many studies done, linking drug use with mental illness. In fact, there was a study about how teenage boys who use pot, especially with the enhanced levels of THC, the active ingredient in pot, wind up with psychoses. There's a nexus between violence and mental illness. The people that want to disarm Americans are running around saying, oh, my God, this is about mental illness. Well, that's great. Between confusing children about sex, right? I guess we should be taking down all the ratings for the movies. What movie should be rated X if you can tell a four-year-old that he can change his sex, okay? What topic is taboo? But you add to that drugs. You add to that the destruction of the family interaction with children, as I pointed out in the beginning of our conversation, you're contributing mightily to mental illness, mental instability, and the likelihood of ever more violence. So instead of saying drugs are dangerous, you know, most people, as many people roughly die of car crashes as gun violence, uh, why is it we never hear about car control? Why is it when there's a terrible crash, they immediately tell you whether or not the driver was drunk? When was the last time there was a mass shooting and you saw anything about the toxicology report on the shooter. I guarantee you that in most of those instances, if not all of those instances, the shooter had drugs flowing through their veins. And what are we doing in New York? Establishing free vending machines for Narcan, crack pipes, and instructions as to how to use dangerous and illegal drugs safely. Nothing good is going to come of this except more violence and more supposed justification for the disarming of law-abiding Americans, leaving them at the mercy of the lunatics being let out of prison by the lunatic left prosecutors and politicians. You are absolutely right. And unfortunately, right now in America, it appears to me that the uh, lunatics are running the asylum. And this is a horrific thing to be carrying forward. You made a very important statement, and I'd like you to stay over for the next uh, segment because um, it is so important that we understand how the left is trying to obliterate the next generation. Mm -hmm. and they are on a crash course to do that. So I'd like to talk about that. If you'll hang on, Mike, we'll be right Absolutely. back. Absolutely. My pleasure. You, you are listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, the Alliance is on a crash course to get our kids out of these public indoctrination clinics called public schools. The most important gift that you can give a child is to teach them to read. If they learn to read, they will never be a slave to anyone else who will interpret documents for them. Reading is the most important gift you can give to your child, followed along with writing and math. So visit the Alliance, go flca.com, and don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. 
Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Again, that is GoFLCA. Check on the micro schools and get your kids out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. I've asked Mike to come back because we still have a lot more to talk about. We could be talking all day long. Um, At least. (laughs) (laughs) Mike is a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. And one thing we all learn about New Yorkers is we can talk. So, Mike, I know that you had some more information and a couple of quotes that you wanted to share. Let's get right into that. Okay, so understand that politicians are all magicians, okay? If they did what they said they were going to do, they'd never get campaign contributions. So they create illusions just the way that magicians do to convince the electorate that they're giving the electorate what they demand while making certain not to offend their employers because the people that write the checks are their employers. That is an employer relationship, right? So they have got to placate the people writing the big checks. We're not talking the $5 checks. We're talking the megabucks checks straight out of Citizens United. So they create illusions. So the the next quote that I want to give you, again, George Orwell, this is my last Orwell quote for today. Political language is designed to make lies sound truthful and murder respectable and to give an appearance of solidity to pure wind. How's that for a quote? Whoa, and aren't we doing that today? Yes, and that's why I thought it was appropriate. But this being America's birthday, I thought that the father of America should be heard. So to quote from President George Washington, when he gave his farewell address less than 10 miles from where I live here in Brooklyn, he was in Manhattan. um, And this was his farewell address Saturday, September 17th, 1796. The following is George Washington. However, political parties may now and then answer popular ends they are likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government destroying afterwards the very engines which have lifted them to unjust Dominion, George Washington. 
What do you think of it? I, he has never been more right on. This man was a visionary, unbelievable. We and that's why lucky. I thought those two quotes were important today. Absolutely. The, he, he is the one that proves to us how history repeats itself. And I just uh, saw an article, Mike, maybe you can comment on it. But it, the similarities to Rome and Nero were staggering this past weekend as Paris was burning and Macron yep. was at a concert singing. Yep. And we, we've seen this, though, for quite some time. The ruling elite do not care about us. Look, Biden is, is suggesting that he won't even participate in a debate. Do you folks realize that a debate is the equivalent of a job interview? If you have a politician who refuses to attend town hall meetings, I don't care if they're with the hopping kangaroo party, they need to be voted out of office. If my boss said to me, and I was a federal agent for 30 years, I was uh, involved with narcotics investigations, terrorism investigations, I've testified before, I think we're up to 17 hearings in the House and Senate, I doubt they'll have me back after all I've said and made it clear that I have no use for either party. Okay, let's be very clear. Um, you can't be a slave to two masters. You can't meet the demands of the people who bribe you, as I mentioned before, and still meet the demands of the people that you're supposed to represent. This is a con game. So this is where the problem lies. And, and we've got to be very clear about it. If they don't want to meet with us, just as if I didn't meet with my boss, if my boss said, Mike, we're having an all-hands meeting at 0800 hours tomorrow, I wouldn't dream of saying, gee, I was planning to sleep in. But you have politicians who have nothing but contempt for the average voter, won't meet with them, put themselves on these lofty pedestals. When I meet members of Congress, and I don't care if they're senators or Congress, refer to them by their first name because I like to, to establish the employer-employee relationship off the bat. And if they're supposedly our employees, then we should treat them as our employees. Now, the, the other point that I, I quickly want to make is this immigration crisis is the biggest crisis confronting America. And I know that there are people who feel very strongly about abortion, about school prayer, about a number of issues. We need to take all those other issues, put them in a nice big box, put a cover on it, put a bow around the cover, put it on the back shelf of your closet. As Americans, if we can't get our government to secure America's borders, and it's not the southern border, can't get our immigration laws to be effectively enforced. Again, the purpose for the immigration laws is to prevent the entry of people who pose a threat to public health, public safety, national security, and Americans' jobs. The 9-11 Commission, to which I provided testimony, made it abundantly clear. The only reason that the terror attacks, not only of 9-11, but of the attacks, and as we've seen, subsequent attacks, all go back to multiple failures of the immigration system. And in fact, it was the Republicans who used to call out George W. Bush constantly because he was disastrous. Every time he would do something, my phone would ring and I would say to the chief of the, of the various subcommittees, what did he say now? Meaning Bush. He wouldn't hire the agents he was supposed to hire. He wouldn't acquire the detention spaces. The Democrats would call him out, but so would the Republicans because they put America ahead of party. You don't see that today, 20 years after 9-11. Everything falls along party lines. How about falling along American lines? When General Eisenhower became president, served two terms and warned us about the military-industrial complex that he created to defeat the Nazis, 
right? He thanked the Congress for bipartisan support to help him govern America and lead America to help build our country up. Today, everything is about which party and what you're seeing with Trump, and I don't care if you like Trump or not, I have issues with him, but I certainly voted for him. But when you treat people disparately, differently, then what you wind up is where law enforcement is no longer the protector, but the oppressor. Think about that. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we're hearing all the screams about, about um, um, this business about race and education. We should be, I, I loved Ed Koch, who was a, a really great mayor here in New York. He defined himself as an original or old-time liberal. And they said, what does that mean? He said, I believe you let everybody play. Whoever wins, wins. And that's how we do business. You give everybody an opportunity to be successful. That's why America was a meritocracy. That's why capitalism works. It's about competition. When you rig the system, you no longer have the best and brightest rising to the top. Children living in poverty, living in violent communities need to be helped. Not illegal aliens, not dreamers, American children. And if anybody understands this, they understand that what is being done is to keep Americans of color down. In fact, somebody was screaming about the 1619 Project. This was all about exploiting people, exploiting workers. Okay, slavery was about exploitation, and so is immigration. Bringing in an army of foreign workers who can be coerced into working for substandard wages under substandard conditions. So if you have a problem with the exploitation of labor, then you should have a problem with an immigration system that fails to protect national security, public safety, and particularly the jobs and wages of Americans. In fact, prior to the Second World War, immigration was the responsibility of the Labor Department, and Roosevelt used immigration to try to get America out of the Depression, making certain that no American should ever have to compete with a foreign worker. Which so was the idea. Where we are today. Absolutely. And when you were talking about bringing in substandard, what's the results of that, folks? You get substandard products. And that was never America. Americans never minded paying a few dollars extra for American products because they knew they were created by the best. When you take that away, the products fail as well. So it becomes a cycle. I had to turn off our our antibiotics and our painkillers tomorrow with the flip of a switch. Absolutely. How we've allowed ourselves to be holden to the adversary of America who openly tells you we will replace you is Absolutely. beyond me. This is a this is an act of national suicide, folks. That's a that is a perfect a perfect picture of what this is. And as I always said, people asked me uh, last week, well, what did I think about affirmative action? I was never in favor of it to begin with, because I believe if you teach a person to read, write, and do math, they don't need affirmative action. They will be able to do anything they want. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, real quick story. I had a, a boss who was black. And he wanted me to sign a petition as an agent that would give five extra points to agents of color when they applied for, for management positions. And I had no desire to be in management. I was at war with management at the INS. Okay. But as a matter of principle, I would not sign the petition. And he said, Mike, this is only fair. I said, how? By helping black agents. I said, and what is it doing to white agents, Asian agents, and anybody who's not black? 
He said, I don't get the point. I said, if you're giving points to someone purely based on their race, that's an act of racism. And that makes them disproportionately competitive with people who might be better than them, but won't benefit from the extra points that you will give their office to cost score. So how is it fair to disadvantage a different group of people? And it's all being done through race. If you want to give military veterans a five-point advantage, that's fine. They paid their dues. They went out there. They risked their lives to protect our nation. That's appropriate, but it's colorblind. When you use color as the determining factor or religion as the determining factor, and think of all this anti-Semitism that is now amped up because they've let the genie of racism out of the bottle, thanks to Mr. Obama, amplified by Mr. Biden, you wind up with a catastrophe. To go after white people and say this is white privilege is far too reminiscent to me of what happened to the Jewish people in the run-up to the Holocaust, where the Germans were being taught that the world would be wonderful and the men wouldn't need Viagra if only we could get rid of the Jews. It almost sounds (laughs) like that's what's being said about white people today, and we need to reject it. We need to be fair and treat people the way Martin Luther King envisioned not determining people's destiny by the color of their skin. And I don't think I'm wrong. What do you think? I think you're 100% right. And please tell everyone where they can find you, um, because your writing is very important. (laughs) (laughs) Your your writing is so important, and your topics are so pertinent to today. Thank you, And bringing back and bringing in history. So we will definitely have you back again. Always Tell everyone where they can find you, Mike. Sure. I do my own internet radio program, the Michael Cutler Hour on Blog Talk Radio, Friday night, 7 p.m. East Coast time. But even when my show isn't on, you can go to the Michael Cutler Hour, click on the links, and all my podcasts are there from my prior shows. I write for Front Page Magazine, sponsored by the David Horowitz Freedom Center, frontpagemag.com. And of course, my own personal website is my favorite. It's Michael Cutler, C-U-T-L-E-R, michaelcutler.net. Folks, I always like to make the point that democracy is not a spectator sport. This past week, celebrating America's birthday, America's independence, as we go to more barbecues, ball games, and outings in this hopefully good summer weather, please sit down with your neighbors. No name calling. Don't be aggressive. Don't be nasty. Just sit down and have conversations and talk about the dreams and aspirations that all Americans share. And and again, remember, the best way to end the discussion is with a question, for example, Would you get on an airplane if you saw people sneaking past TSA? I asked that question on Fox News a number of years ago, and of course, they said absolutely not. Well, now we're being told it's entirely reasonable Americans be made to live live among millions of aliens who have no inherent right to be here, who have evaded a similar vetting process that we conduct at ports of entry to protect our safety. This is insanity, and questions are really stubborn and and, and wonderful things because it causes the people that you speak to to think. So please try to end your discussions with a question. Questions are super powerful. And remember that democracy is not a spectator sport. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Today, we also have a special treat. Uh, This has been quite a week. This is our birth of our country, Independence Day. And yet we have many people who are being denied their independence, they are being denied their due process, and they wound up, unfortunately, 
I don't know whether to say at the wrong place at the wrong time, but it was really the right place at the wrong time or the right place with the wrong administration. Uh, this is Kirsten Nimala, and she's a 35-year-old woman from New Hampshire. She's an American patriot, a blue-collar worker, and she also does construction. Amazing, Kristen. Thank you. Um, she had the fortune to go to the J6 protest in D.C. on January 6th. Kristen didn't scream. She didn't chant. She didn't shout at the rally. She stood in the crowd and observed the event, not harming or injuring anyone. And for just being in the crowd, Kristen has been sentenced to 11 months in prison, and she is being monitored during the 18 months of probation. She was never arrested or charged with a misdemeanor or felony, and a judge ruled that she must serve the 11-month sentence in jail just for standing in a crowd. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your story, which is so important to the rest of us. Thank you, and I am so sorry for what has happened. Thank you for having me. So, what exactly happened? What, how did all of this transpire? What was your decision? Um, you know, I, I went to support my president peacefully and patriotically. I'm uh, being persecuted for thought crimes, prosecuted for thought crimes. I did not assault. I did not hurt anybody. I walked through the ropes. You know, I'm being prosecuted for what a crowd did, not what I did individually. Uh, my sentencing, you know, I've had three attorneys along the way. All three attorneys have epically failed me, broken rules, taken money. Um, there's a list of things that they have done wrong, which has helped me get 11 months in prison. They're targeting me more so because I am outspoken. I do these interviews. I stand up in protest for children. I got told by the judge that I am out of touch with reality and criticized me for a shirt that said, end the silence, save the children. Told me I was spreading false conspiracies about children being trafficked. I was also sentenced. The guidelines that they use to sentence me to 11 months is the sentencing guidelines for a felony, not my charges. So the prosecutor said that he regretted not charging me with obstruction, which is a felony, and then proceeded to sentence me to obstruction. How does that work? You asked me. I have no idea. I, this is the stretching of our laws to the umph degree. I have. I. It's so sad. I have not seen anything like this ever um, in my lifetime. Although I have read about it on numerous occasions, and I shouldn't say I haven't. I, let me rephrase that. I haven't seen anything in America like this in my lifetime. But this is certainly reminiscent of what went on in Europe. Uh, prior to, right after the war, Second World War, in between the First and Second World War, and of course, what's going on right now in the communist countries. This is a, a travesty on multiple fronts. So what made you make the decision that you wanted to go to D.C.? Well, I went to D.C. three weeks previous for the Stop the Steal rally, 
when Trump asked us to go, I went. And I had no intentions of even going in the Capitol, unfortunately. I ended up protecting a co-defendant who then turned against me to take a plea deal. You mean that he or this person um, admitted falsely so that they could get a plea and you would wind up in jail? Is that the way it worked? Yep. She uh, was given a deal to cooperate against me. And then they pulled a fast one and never had her testify in my trial. And she still got a deal. And mind you, she was supposed to be sentenced last August. And they've let her go all this time. And yet you can find nothing on the public record of her being sentenced. But they say that she got sentenced the day after me, apparently in a secret hearing that nobody knows. Well, they're doing too many things in secret as far as I'm concerned. And it sounds to me like uh, maybe they looked at her Facebook page and looked at your Facebook page and decided that you were the instigator and uh, they'd let her go. And that's unfortunately what it sounds like. Um, You just said you were outspoken and you're talking about the right topics. And how can they tell you that this is not pertinent to America today? We have proof. Our kids are being trafficked. Our kids are being yeah, look at, uh, slaves. Look at the movie that just came out. Exactly. Of, you know, maybe I should send that to the judge that uh, decided to sentence me harsher because I'm spreading false conspiracies. Is there any way for an appeal? Tell me what's the process that you have to go through. Well, currently I am without an attorney. So I am actively trying to find a constitutional attorney that will step up and help me. If worse comes to worse, I will have to do my appeal on my own. So I filed my notice of a of appeal. Now I have to actually write my appeal. This has ruined my life in more ways than I could ever imagine or count. You know, I really need help financially right now. Um, And that's why I have a Give, Send, Go, which is www.givesendgo forward slash free Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-Y-N. You know, I have lawyer bills that are over $21,000, and that's before doing an appeal. This is really a travesty, and I am hoping that there are some people in our audience that can help Kristen. And also, if anyone has any knowledge of an attorney that will be willing to take this case, um, I see what's going on. There is a 65 project that the people who are part of this project are part of the uh, American Bar Association. And As a result, what they're doing is they're going after lawyers that are helping people like Kirsten in J6 movement, and the people are having a terrible time trying to find representation with an attorney because of what this 65 project is doing to our attorneys. Now, I believe that part of that problem is because constitutional law is no longer taught in America. So the majority of our attorneys don't even know the Constitution. They base everything on case law. And, of course, that creates a problem because case law can be irrelevant to the Constitution. 
So that should be one project that some group should be looking at, which is to get the Americans back on constitutional law and not on case law. But if there is an attorney out there that can help, please let her know. This is or even even attorneys that are, you know, we know that they're being threatened. Uh, we know they're being intimidated, their families. So even if there is a lawyer out there that would help me and other J6ers and help us, you know, be right by our side and help us do it pro se. If you're too afraid to have your name on the line, then step up and help us pro se. Absolutely. And also, uh, Alan Dershowitz said that any lawyer that is attacked by this group, he will be happy to help defend. So uh, there are options that we must take care of. And we must make sure that our people get representation because being a political prisoner in America is something that was unheard of, should be unheard of, and should be should never even be thought of as an issue that absolutely impossible should never exist in America. Again, Kristen, tell everyone where they can find you and what they can do to help. Uh, well, you can donate to my Give, Send, Go, www.givesendgo forward slash free Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-Y-N. You can also find me, all capital letters, Patriot, the number four, Truth, and the number six on Twitter. And also, that is the same name at gmail.com if you would like to reach out to me via email privately. Okay, would you say that again? Yep, Patriot, the number four, Truth, the number six. Okay. And please, folks, if you can help in any way, shape, or form, get in touch with Kristen. This is a travesty on our country. What we have going on in our country right now with our population and what this administration is doing to the people is disgusting. And it is absolutely imperative that we, that we get rid of this administration. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope and pray that your quest will be successful and that you do not have to spend any more time in jail. And probably when you're done with this, you're going to wind up becoming a better attorney than most of the attorneys out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me and God bless America. God bless America. Well, folks, there you have it. Here we are with our country falling apart. And I have to say that it's our fault. We have to look in the mirror. We have to become accountable. And we have to make sure that our legislators are accountable and can answer the right questions. If we don't vet them, we have nothing. If we don't get them to know who we are and what our needs are and what our desires are and the direction that we want our country to go in, don't vote for them because they are beholden to their donors and they are not beholden to you. And that will then create more problems. So we get a chance to redress our government. We get a chance to follow the Declaration of Independence. We get a chance to change our government. And that has to be done next year, November of 2024. 
So make sure that you and five other people that you know will get out there and vote. That's your job. Get five. And if everybody gets five to vote, then we will have a landslide victory for conservatism and to make sure that America is on the right godly path. And I will repeat this again. If you don't believe in God, then where do your rights come from? I would like some progressive communist to answer that question. Where do your rights come from? They come from the government? Well, that government can take those rights away. God will not. Thank you all for listening. This is Karen Schoen. You've been listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with our wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Go FLCA. Make sure you check and make sure you check into the micro schools and get your kids out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. This is Karen Schoen, and you can find me at karenbshoen.com or my substack, karenshoen.substack.com. Please share the information. Thank you, and have a great night.